Happy Wednesday, everybody. Are we feeling good? Are we ready? Are we awake? Have we had our coffee? Let me fix my microphone here. <laughs> Got it in a bad spot. There we go. That's a little better. All right. God, man, I, I tell you what, I when I moved to Virginia, I wasn't sure what to expect as far as the area, the culture, and the climate. Um, I knew Southern Virginia, the Hampton Roads area, but you you hear me talk about it every morning because it does it does affect your mood. It does play on how you start your day. And so when I'm able to get driving to work and it's cool and it's crisp, but there's not a cloud in the sky and the sunrise is just beautiful. Like that just lets me, I don't know, that just lifts my spirit. It really does for me. And I loved Washington State. Everybody there is super friendly friendlier than here for sure hands down <laughs> but when every day seems just like cloudy and gloomy and, and people talk about rain in Seattle it it rains a good bit but actually uh, technically Houston Texas has more annual rainfall than Seattle Washington uh, fun fact of the day so it's not even just the drippiness of the situation that's not a big deal it's the clouds and not seeing the sun. And I, I know like mid-February, they had their first sun of 2020 and they had gone 80 straight days of overcast. That is just depressing, y'all. I don't care how beautiful the Olympic National Parks and the mountains and Hood Canal and everything else in between. I mean, if you're an outdoorsy, nature-loving kind of fool, Yes, you would, you would really dig it up there. Me and my wife hiked a mountain once with some buddies of ours, and it was amazing, and it's one of our best stories and experiences in Washington. But to live there permanently in that doom and gloom, to be on vitamin D supplements the whole time, nah, nah, that, that is depressing. And so Northern Virginia, I, I can't be upset with the weather. I've only been here a year. And we have four full proper seasons. And it's awesome. Summertime is hot. And the pool is fantastic. They have a water park in Washington State. But the summers never get warmer than 80. And the water never warms up. Because <laughs> at night the temperatures drop again. So they have a water park, but it's it's crazy um, so yeah I mean and then the winters here it snows proper it gets cold it feels great like I like all four seasons after having lived in Hawaii for three years and I was ready to give up board shorts and flip-flops because I was ready for seasons again but yes it literally not I mean okay actually now I see some clouds but <laughs> overall 
It is so clear out and beautiful this morning and it makes me feel great. So how do you feel? Like I said, you got your coffee. Are you ready? Halfway through uh, the first week of March here. Yesterday morning I spoke about regret. And if you noticed, I couldn't, you know, during the podcast, every time I wanted to say the word, I didn't want to say the word. I just, I don't like, to me, it's it's a dirty word. Uh, for my wife, that dirty word, and even right now, I, I'm ashamed to say it, is moist. My wife can't stand the word moist. We don't say it in the house. It's a dirty word. And for me, <laughs> that dirty word is regret. I don't like saying it. It feels uncomfortable because it has such a negative connotation. And so yesterday morning, spoke about it spoke about my own situation with things that I wish or think I could have done differently, um, especially in relation to talking about keeping in touch with uh, colleagues from a long time ago. And there was so much that I really wanted to encompass in it. By the time my ride got done in the morning, I made a video. Well, I felt the need to talk more, so on the way home, I made another one of my vlogs. I posted that on my YouTube channel. I got two new subscribers last night, so that's awesome. I don't know if I'm into double digits yet as far as subscriber goes on my YouTube channel, but I'm picking that back up just for the longer videos. That, the one, so the video I made on the way home is about 50 minutes, but it's super deep and super heavy. And if you guys have any feedback, I think it's a lot easier through YouTube sometimes to leave comments. Or it feels more natural sometimes. I mean, the, the ability to leave comments anywhere is pretty universal, but somehow people feel more adapt to do it in certain platforms. That's okay. I give everybody, uh, I'm, I'm hitting them all just to kind of get a feel for it. And so that video yesterday, just to speak to it real quick, was very deep. It got super deep for me in the fact of my emotions of my experiences and how I truly feel about the person I was and the person I'm becoming, or the person I was, the person I am now, and the person I hope to become, ultimately. And and I ended the video saying, I can't wait to go inside and see my beautiful wife, my rock, my foundation, and it's so true. But when I went and I saw her, and it uh, just like, it, I, I had the wind knocked out of me. Like, not seeing her, but just the fact of, uh, of how much I had poured into the video. And it was really, it was really odd, because I never had an experience like that through anything I've recorded, video or podcast otherwise, so. But I also spoke in that conversation about empathy, because I kind of went from regret and taking action and doing things to then things we can do on the day-to-day to to be just better individuals and the actions we take and the feelings we have and empathy 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 and so this morning I'm like you know that was a great way I kind of trailed into that but once again I just superficially touched the surface of empathy and it's pretty simple actually in regards to empathy and I'll share with you something about me I'm really big on when people speak and say and use words that they truly know what they mean. 
And so for the longest time, I was wrong. I always thought sympathy and empathy, right? This was what I, how I defined them, and I kind of defined them incorrectly. Sympathy being something where you can relate to somebody else's feelings because you've experienced yourself. So, you know, you've lost a loved one, I've lost a loved one, I can sympathize with you on that. Where if for you, you've experienced something that I haven't experienced, well now that transitions from sympathy to empathy. And this morning, once again, I had my old Google Mini, who I, I have those like throughout my entire house because I'm a nerd like that and I like being able to speak and talk and turn my lights on and give me forecasts and also let me know what the definition of something was. So sympathy, whoa, traffic, sorry, hitting them brakes. Sympathy, not necessarily being that you sympathize with somebody in, in regards to that definition, but more of a, of a, of a, a feeling of, ah, shoot, now I'm, now I'm blanking on it and that's gonna be awful. Sympathy being a feeling of sorrow or pity for somebody. Empathy being where you feel a connection to them in regards to their feelings. And when I heard that this morning, it just, it just reiterated to me, you know, one, being careful about the words we choose and making sure we're using them right. But definitely along the lines of when you see somebody who's homeless and you feel sympathy, as opposed to empathy. And that's the distinction I want to make here. And I spoke to it yesterday, right? Empathy, empathy. And it, and it's so critical and it's so important. And I think for our Wednesday motivation in a mini, let's talk about being good people. Let's talk about being kind. Let's talk about being nice to each other, to strangers. It's interesting in the fact that we will sometimes be nicer to strangers than we are to people we say we love and care about. And then you got those individuals that will take it to another extreme and only care about those that they've loved and met, friends and family. You know, and it's, it's, it's why can't we be both? Like, why can't we strive for both? Caring about making sure to take care of those within our, our personal tribe and then also taking care of those outside of our tribe. Like, uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be one or the other. I know sometimes our resources are tight and I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about, to me, when I talk resources, I talk, I talk money, but I talk about time. Time being the most precious resource and commodity you have once you've given it to somebody something some organization it's gone you're never getting it back and in that essence it's super valuable and it's an equal commodity we all have the same amount of time we all have 24 hours in a day and we're constantly writing checks on that time to everything and it's gone and you can 
try to have a return on your investment and your time. And I think sometimes that's what causes us to go because we know our time is valuable. We sometimes don't have such a deep-rooted conversation where we know it's an, it's a limited commodity that we all equally start with and have to dispense. Like you, you think of Warren Buffett, right? Multi-billionaire, <laughs> Berkshire Hathaway. And you put me and him uh, you know, on, on the scale of value. And yeah, <laughs> not even close, right? Dude's more valuable than me. But is his time more valuable? No, not a chance. And some people think that. Some people have that mindset. Well, oh man, Warren Buffett. Like, if I could have five minutes with him because his five minutes is worth more than anybody else's time. No, not true. Don't think that. You should always feel that your five minutes is just as valuable as his. That if you give your five five minutes freely and willingly, without reservation, 100% into it, your five minutes is just as valuable as his. And that's true. But so going back to time and how we're dispensing it and treating it as such, that's the resource I'm speaking to. That, And so when we talk about our tribe and we talk about those outside our tribe, and then you have different sets of tribes, right? Like friends is one set, family is another set, work is another set, and maybe you have a group outside of that that you participate in. Maybe there's something online, uh, a group of people that you play with, and you're like, I don't really know these people outside of the video game that I play with them, but within that sphere, and the amount of time I put into giving to them and, and this entity, that is another tribe. But our approach on it is what I, I really want to harp on here and how we interact with other people. And so just like I, I spoke to you before, right? When we, when we come to work, how are we coming? Are we coming as the kind of person that's looking to tear people down just to build themselves up? Are, are we the kind of individual that just wants to get ours and to hell with everybody else? I think sometimes when we stereotype professions, <laughs> we think of lawyers, um, we think of uh, real estate agents, or people that do any kind of investing. We always go in with apprehension and a cynical point of view of what are they trying to achieve how are they trying to to pull one over on me what's their bottom line okay and so so what's your approach? How are you coming to work? How, how do you come home at night? On the weekend, when you're able to sleep in. Oh God, the weekend. We live for the weekend and we're able to sleep in and we wake up and there's our family staring at us. <laughs> you know, with, with expectations or not otherwise, right? How 
do you carry yourself? How do you choose to align your attitude? And so it's the same thing here with empathy. Empathy and, and cynicism and how you want to see the world. And I'm telling you what, like I, I spoke to this in video and that's kind of what I'm, I'm going to get now into the very meat of it is I was that individual. I was that person who would take my family to Disney World and be very cynical about the commercialism and the money and what Disney stood for. Now granted, I mean, actually, I mean, that's a different topic about <laughs> the Disney organization themselves and uh, their, their goal for global domination and, and buying everything. But you go to these like large events, large crowds. I used to not, I couldn't stand going to the mall because of all the people and I just didn't like them. I didn't want to be around them because I was cynical. I had no empathy. It was just a matter of how they were affecting me, how they were disturbing me, bothering me. They were in my way. They were bumping me. <laughs> you know, when you're in a large crowd and you're getting bumped left and right, and you just want everybody to part like the Red Sea for you for some reason. You, I don't know why we feel entitled to that. Like, just as much as they're trying to get somewhere, you're trying to get somewhere. And in that regard, we just start bumping each other. Um, and so I, 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 for the longest time, I had no empathy. It was just about how everybody needs to fix themselves, right? That's the mentality we have. You're the problem. You need to fix yourself. Let me know when you're done with that, <laughs> with that task. And then I realized I'm not perfect. <laughs> so how can I be pointing my fingers at other people to be better, to be perfect, if I'm not doing what I can to be better? And ultimately really realizing that I'm not a perfect human being. Creatures are, you know, humans are flawed. As long as I have the, the point of view that we're trying to get better and be better, then I can actually start to have some kind of empathy. And it was. So that, that was the conscious decision I made a while back. Like, I don't know, maybe I was like 30, 33, 34, maybe 35, when it really all was like, who are you? What are you about? And that, and that is what propelled me to such growth and having a growth mindset, right? When you're a person who's looking at the world from a telescope, binocular type situation, yeah, I mean, I just described it right there. You're being narrow-minded. You're not really seeing the worth in individuals. And in that regards, what's your worth? If you think you can essentially pass judgment on other people, if you think uh, the whole world is full of idiots and people that have, you know, 
need more education, need more enlightenment. Like the world's the problem. They need to fix themselves. I'm on a higher level. Get on my level. Nah, we're all on one playing field. We're all just trying to do the best with what we've got. But even then, right, I think on, on an individual basis, we still sometimes are very cynical. If somebody tried to come up to you and give you a 20, right? You would not for an instant go, thank you. If somebody came up to you and tried to hand you a 20, you'd be like, what's this for? Why are you giving this to me? Why are you doing this? What is this about? That right there is cynicism in a nutshell. Thinking somebody has some ulterior motives, there's some kind of trick, it can't be taken at face value. If I walk up to you on the street and I say, hi, how are you doing? Your first reaction isn't to say, oh, I'm doing great, thanks, how are you doing? Probably your first reaction is, do I know you? <laughs> That's the world we live in, right? We're all guilty of that. I'm, I was guilty of that, of, of, of that notion, of that mentality of some stranger walking up to you saying, hi, I'm so-and-so. What's your name? And with, without skipping a beat, do I know you? Can I help you? What do you want? What's gonna cause this conversation to move on and for you to leave me alone? Once again, folks, I'm not here to say that if you wanna be left alone and you live for the weekends so you can stay in your man cave, your she shed, like you just wanna be left alone. Kids, go play outside. Wife, here's some money, go do whatever you wanna do that makes you happy. I'm doing my own thing, I'm gonna be in my own little world. Hey, if that's what you're about, fantastic. I'll tell you this right now, this podcast probably isn't for you because I'm not gonna be speaking to that audience because I used to be that kind of person that just wanted, I mean, I didn't tell my kids to go away. I love my kids, I love my family, I loved my immediate family, so for me it was about the five to 10 people within my tribe and that's all I cared about and wanted everybody else to go away and realizing that's not how I wanted to live life. I didn't want to live a sheltered, building walls up, building moats around my metaphorical life so other people couldn't find a way in. I mean, along with the empathy part, it's, it's when I realized that I didn't need a facade, I didn't need some fake image, some fake face to put on to conduct myself one way, to not be transparent and truthful with individuals. I can tell you for those that genuinely live like two different lives and essentially one of them is a lie, right? So you're living two different lives and one of them is a lie. It's very taxing. It's very stressful. And I say that because not that I live like two complete different lives, but when you're one person in one set of environment and conditions and another, you're like, 
And then when you're honest with yourself and you go, man, this is draining trying to be almost two different personalities at times because I'm in one Crowder audience and I feel the need to be a certain way. And then I go home and I'm a different person. And yes, definitely with my wife and kids, I'm probably more myself. But then at work, I'm a different person, a different persona. Like, it is taxing. It's more challenging. And because you're not being yourself, you're not being truthful. You are going to limit yourself. sun's coming up and seriously y'all podcasts but the hues of blue and pink in the sky right now and like I said there's hardly any clouds just little wisps of it here and there and it looks like a painting I love that when I lived in Hawaii okay now now the benefit to living in Hawaii is the sun rises and sunsets and the way you see them and the weather projected over the Pacific Ocean those are some of the most beautiful beautiful sky views uh, and it's funny because real quick when I when the camera when the camera phone came out you know and I had a razor flip phone and I'm like oh my goodness it has like one point something megapixels right on the, on the camera look at these photos I'm taking and I look at them now and they're so grainy and I'm like I keep them because they're, they're barely decent quality <laughs> you know they're not not the 2k 4k resolution that we easily have on most of our devices all right so so back to the kind of person you're you are right now are you are you cynical when somebody wants to offer you something or hand you something is your first instinct to think why are they doing this what's their motive what are they trying to get out of this you're being cynical you're capping yourself. You're capping the kind of life you live. 100%. When you're willing to throw yourself out there into the world and get hurt, but know that even if you get hurt, it's survivable. The worst thing that happens is somebody you thought you could trust scams you out of you know, I'm not talking about like banking the, you know, the mortgage, the home, like everything. Please don't do that. I'm not saying like, don't be an idiot with your trust. <laughs> but it's okay to overextend your trust is what I'm getting at. So when you want to have reservation towards other people... Is that the way you'd want them to treat you? If you go into a relationship with somebody, personal, professional, and all you're concerned with is keeping yourself safe, you're, you're limiting yourself. Because another thing that I spoke to yesterday was fear. Fear of getting hurt. Fear of getting abandoned fear of being made a fool and like I, we're all flawed creatures and would and if you were going into a relationship once again either personal or professional 
Would you want people to have reservations about you? Not show you their true self? To treat you as somebody who has a hidden agenda, motive? If you're thinking other people are selfish and just trying to take care of themselves, it's just a, a cynical way to live. And I, I choose not to. I choose to think that everybody has great intentions, good intentions. When people get up in the morning, they don't think, how am I going to be a big a-hole today? How can I be a jerk? How can I sabotage other people's lives and careers? Yes, there's minorities in that regard. There's minorities in everything, right? There's people that wake up and they go out and they murder somebody. Either planned or unplanned. Yes, there are bad people out there. They are in the super minority. The majority of us, even those that are in prison for stealing things, making dumb choices. The majority of us, even those that have gone through the criminal justice system, the majority of us want to do good. We want to be good. We want to feel like we helped out not just ourselves, but other people. Have you ever genuinely gone and done something for somebody else with no expectation, nothing in return, not even a thank you. Have you ever done something for somebody else and go, if they don't even say thank you, I don't care because the reward and helping somebody else out or helping out a situation, doing good, doing right, volunteer for an organization or otherwise. Because guess what? Great example of when I was a cynic was when I was in Hawaii and I was a first class and I was starting to get in leadership and I was going, man, if I want to get promoted, I need to have an eval that's better than other people, obviously. We all get ranked in the military. And so in a large organization that I was in Pearl Harbor with a, a ton of other first classes, how do I break out? And somebody said, well, you should volunteer. You know, put that on your, on your eval. That's something that takes time and effort. Not a lot of other people have that. That's a good way to break out. I said, okay, sweet. So I started volunteering for like everything. I'm like, it's shore duty, I've got time. My wife supported me once again. You know, that's the time when I should be home. But she understood, she's like, I support your career. <sighs> Freaking awesome, awesome. Sarah's so awesome and I love her to death. Supported my career. So on shore duty, I'm doing all this volunteer work. But guess what happened? It changed me. It changed how I felt about volunteering for stuff. I went into it with the notion of how it benefits me, how it's going to help prepare, propel my career. And oh yeah, you know, I'm doing something nice and good. That'll be cool. You know, when people say, hey, what'd you do this weekend? You know, I volunteered with the Special Olympics. Oh, you know, I look good. But that was like the first start of, of me stop to, to not be so selfish. And have more empathy and it was fantastic it was great and I started doing it more and more and of course everybody's like oh Rico you volunteer all the freaking time because it's freaking fantastic it's it's great 
you feel great. You feel like a better human being. Because for me, and why I'm doing this podcast, and why I'm doing everything I'm doing, is my why stems from I want everybody to achieve their best self and their best life. And whether that's through me or something else or somebody else or I spark something in them to have some kind of torch or call to action, right? The match that lights the flame inside for you intrinsically and stirs you up. That's awesome, right? Because my why now has given me my, what I truly feel for everybody is you just want to leave the world a better place than how you came into it, right? If my mark on it was I came in from a poor family, poor background, and I left it with millions to give to my family. Like for some, they think that's legacy and that's awesome. That's not what I want to achieve. I have dreams financially, but only because they're stirred within the fact that I want to leave this world a better place than how I came into it. What I was given and what I was offered, what did I do with it? So when, you, when we talk about what, pa- what passions we have and what stir us intrinsically and propel us on, on the day-to-day, I think of what's my impact on this world? What's... I don't need to be George Washington. I don't need to be Christopher Columbus. I, I don't need to have a holiday. I don't need to be remembered thousands of years from now in some kind of history book or spoke to about in some history class. Like, that would be awesome. I don't think I'm going to have that kind of impact. And maybe that's me capping myself, and I talk about not capping ourselves. But because that's not what I want. I, to me, I, I think, for me as a human being, that would drive me to not be true to myself and what I'm about. Like I said, in this podcast, I like it to be organic. I record it in the moment on my drive to work. I don't edit it. I don't filter it. I don't script it. I speak from the heart and I put it out there for people to enjoy, hate, love, whatever you have with it. If you're listening to me right now, just snickering because you think everything I'm saying is wrong and you think you know better or you've experienced something different, what have you. Like, Ultimately, for me, what's driving me is I want to leave this world a better place than how I came into it. So whoever I can impact, whoever I can have some positive influence on, if my attitude becomes the catalyst for a new attitude within you, I've done it. I've completed what I wanted to go out and achieve. But I want to do that every day. I don't want to do it just one time. I don't want it two times. The opportunities are there for us, folks, to leave the world a better place than how we came into it. And I think when you lay your head down at night and go, how I did that today and how I'm going to do that tomorrow, you'll feel better. You'll feel like a better person. Guess what? You are a better person for doing that. So I started this ride talking about empathy. 
and you can see where that's ended up in me talking about the cynicisms that I experienced in my life and how just making a, a conscious choice to be empathetic and to think how I want to see the world because that's also how I want people to see me and treat me. I want people to see me as an ally, as a friend, as another human being who's flawed, just trying to figure it out as well. And if we band together, like I feel what's gonna happen here in the near future because of current events we're experiencing, that it's gonna be a catalyst that forces us to come together. But we shouldn't need a pandemic to make us come together as human beings. But if that's what triggers it, that's what triggers it. So today, on your ride in, at the end of this podcast here, and thinking about everything you've experienced and how you feel as a person and how you see the world, and man, am I really empathetic or am I more cynical in the way I approach my daily interactions? That's great. That just starting that conversation in your mind of who you are and what you're about and what you want to be about. So there you go. Wednesday motivation in a mini. Let's have a little more empathy, a little less cynicism. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you what, it is infectious. Attitudes are infectious. Is yours worth catching? Oof. I'm feeling good. Thank you all for uh, keeping me company on my ride into work. It really is going to be a beautiful day out, nice and clear and sunny. And for that, I'm super excited. Only good things can happen from that. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Please share and pass on if you feel it was worthwhile. As always, you can definitely reach out to me, any form of medium, Facebook, LinkedIn. I leave my personal number like pretty much everywhere. I always think that's crazy when I first started doing it. But then I'm like, once again, it's, it's that trust and connection that I want to make with people. So I, I put my personal number out there everywhere. My profile is like open to the public for people to search me out. Um, <laughs> so I'm there. I'm out there. I'm, I'm ready when you're ready to uh, open up some trust. I really do love y'all. Have a great day. Have an awesome day intentionally.